So if you're showing up, you're adding value, you're in your community space per se on a consistent and regular basis, they're going to know who you are. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you could take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. Our guest this week is Christina Swires. And I didn't I did not check the pronunciation before I said it. Did I get it right, Christina? All right. Christina Swires is a top St. Louis, Missouri realtor, social media influencer, and digital mayor of her town. She has become a six-figure earner, utilizing unorthodox career tactics to grow and scale her business, and has taught many other professionals through her course content, direction, and through living her personal motto, working smart and having fun. Christina's in the top 1% of EXP influencers and has been featured in uh, Vanity Fair, Real Producers, and Top Agent Magazines, as well as serving as a charity committee member at Connections to Success. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Christina, it's awesome to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to picking your brain on these unorthodox methods. <laughs> we love, I love, yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah, so as crazy as you can get, that's fine. We want to hear all about it. Would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. You've had a, such a successful career. Would love for you to share the quick story of kind of how you got into real estate and lead us up to today. Oh yeah. I'd love to do that. So um, I am in St. Louis, Missouri. I am a solo producing agent currently still active. And um, I've been doing this full time for eight years now, but It was a hard road before real estate found me, I like to say, in my early 30s. I did um, a lot of jack of all trades and master of none um, (laughs) from the time I got out of high school up until this point. But um, I literally worked so many different careers. I was in healthcare for a decade, serving people, and I I love to help people. Um, And then an opportunity in corporate America and um, recruiting fell in my lap and I got to recruit for college. And that was the light of my life um, because I am such a driver and high D on the disc profile. Like <laughs> it was perfection for me. I love that job. And I just learned the psychology of people so much, um, became a master of body language and tonality and just learning about people and human nature. Um, <clears throat> and that's big business, you know, and that kind of took me into uh, to corporate recruiting um, ER professionals on the East Coast. And then I got kind of burnt out from corporate America and I had another child and I decided I wasn't going to go back to corporate America. I was going to basically become my own boss and control my schedule. So my, yeah, my dream into real estate really wasn't so much for the financials. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. Um, When my second child turned one, I got my real estate license and it's been Uphill since then. (laughs) I love that. Uphill (laughs) since then. So tell us a little bit about like your real estate business. You've been at it for eight years. Um, Mm -hmm. Single agent. Do you have any um, people on your team, like transaction coordinators, anything like that? Or is it purely just you? Um, No, I do. About three years ago, I hired a transaction coordinator and that was very life-changing for me. Um, Sure, we can all do the paperwork, but I I learned a little thing called my dollar per hour on what I should be spending my time and money on. Um, And I decided I wasn't going to do any of those, those things that 
were going to pay me less than my dollar per hour. So leverage is a new black. And that's what I ended up doing was outsourcing, you know, the things that I didn't need to do, even though I know how to do them really well. It wasn't my highest and best use of time. So that leverage really helped me grow and scale. So I do have a transaction coordinator. That's awesome. That is a great golden nugget too, is doing that exercise of, hey, how much is your time worth focusing on the activities that only you can do? Um, I'm curious, when do you advise like someone, if you're thinking right now, hey, should I get a transaction coordinator? Should I not? Is there a certain transaction count you should be at before you take that plunge? Is it something you should dive into before you move, you know, even are there? What's your advice there? I think that's a, that's a great question. I, I would say it's not a hard and fast number for agents. I think it's depending, depending upon like how much you feel like you can juggle before you're slipping up. Like, are you making mm-hmm. mistakes? Are you missing deadlines? Because that is so crucial and vital to your success in this business. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you find yourself having that issue or those types of concerns or issues happening, I would highly recommend get, getting one. I know that so many people preach to do it out of the gate, but I am a believer that you need to learn how to do everything in your business. Totally just agree. In case you need to know how to do it, but it doesn't mean you have to once you know the skill. So um, absolutely, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a hard fast number. I would maybe equate that to what I tell newer agents, which is if you're not selling 25 houses a year consistently, you should be prospecting at least two hours a day. So maybe that 20 to 25 mark is a good guideline for you to start leveraging so you can really scale and get to the next level in your business. I'm curious about the dollar per hour because that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Did you actually, like, what was the process that you did? Did you go through and track? all of your activities and time so, spent? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you just need to know what your like what your rate is. Like if it's $50 an hour, um, you know, I was just having a good conversation with a friend last week about this. And she was like, I'm, she's like, I'm $1,500 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like that yeah, so, seriously. <laughs> like an attorney, like on retainer, like knows what that is. I have to go back through and do it this year. It's an interesting um, way to process, but yeah, like, what are you, what, what is it costing you to do those services Yeah, and all the things that you're doing? And then you just take that and you divide that by the, the hours, you know, that you're working yep. the same way that you would come up with a salary for your job, like that, sure. uh, your hourly wage, you know, your rate, you know, 52 weeks a year on being paid this. Yeah. No, I think everybody needs to do that. Talk a little bit about this. Cause you said in your intro, your bio that you sent over to us that you're the digital mayor of your town. What, what does that mean? How did you, was that something that you set out to do intentionally to kind of build influence within your community? Uh, for sure. Like people are asked, like, how did you get that title? And I was like, well, I gave it to myself. (laughs) You were elected. (laughs) I was elected by myself, you know, um, but no, something I heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about, about five years ago, about how someone dominates a digital space. And, and he he called it a digital mayorship of Mm -hmm. sorts. So, you know, what are, what does that look like? Somebody that's constantly in their community space doing good and involving themselves and everyone knows who they are Mm -hmm. just by default, you know, you're the mayor of a city. People know who you are. Same thing in your business. So if you're showing up, you're adding value, you're in your community space per se on a consistent and regular basis, they're going to know who you are. 
But what do you like tactically? What does that come down to? Are you obviously social media. You've got a, a lot of social media followers, a lot of social media presence. Yeah. Are you doing the mailers, the billboards? Like what no, else? I don't do any mailers or billboards, but I do um, a ton on social media. So live stories, Instagram, Facebook, um, a little bit of YouTube, LinkedIn. Um, haven't caught the TikTok bug yet. I mean, it's just not my thing <laughs> yet. Maybe it will. I've done reels on Instagram, but for us. me, most part, like that helped me build my business to be to like make me feel like I earned that title was showing up on video and doing the things that agents won't do, which is put their face on the camera. Mm. They'll put their property on the camera. They'll put do a video on a property. And it looks great. They will not put their body or their face in front of the camera. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to like break the narrative. I don't really care what people think of me. I don't really care what they're going to say. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to mm. start showing up and doing it. And so I did that. Uh, I aired that with a television show that I did, um, the American dream for a year. And I interviewed local businesses and, and strategically in areas that I knew I wanted to sell real estate in my town. And then I ran ads with their, but with that business and and that business has all their own followers and their own people. And so I captured those audiences from the people in my town, essentially. So you went and interviewed local businesses. So that is really a golden nugget because we have heard that probably, what, three or four times? Yeah, yeah, handful. From different producers. So that's, I want to point that out to the audience. That is a great, you know, that's a proven strategy because we've heard it at least three or four times from successful people and they go and interview the business owners. And I think what you touched on is a really key point that people don't realize is yes, you get great content to put on your feed that people might engage with because it's a local, it's relevant, but you get to meet that business owner and promote their business and they will naturally want to promote it because it's content about them. So you're getting their reach, their influence, and now they almost feel indebted to you in a way, right? They they feel that kind of reciprocity of like, oh, you know, Christina's supporting me. I want to support her. So uh, in terms of, so you have that content, what other content do you post consistently on social? Just so people know. I am, oh, there's a gentleman by the name of Coach Burt that I really love. That M- Michael, Michael Burt? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing. We love Michael Burt. Yeah. Week and he talks about um, the top five, um, what do you say, like uh, qualities that somebody that is highly successful in this business, they have. And the number one thing is bold authenticity. Mm. They're able to step into their power, be themselves, speak that, essentially speaking their minds about whatever they want to. And people have this uh, dramatic like following effect. So it either you either love them or hate them. There's no gray area with those type of people. And that I would probably equate to what I, I have most done on my social platforms is really be uh, a strong voice on things that are important to me, things that I feel like um, I value at a, at a very high level and that I, I essentially can't be quiet about because it's inauthentic for me to not talk or speak on those. Do you, and so, just so yeah. I know, because I, I love that. I think you're spot on there. Do you talk about politics, religion, things going on in your local community. I'm not trying to stereotype it, but I think that will be helpful for people because I've often even struggled with that sometimes Mm -hmm. in my own social. For a long time, I held back. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I did not say anything up until about two years ago. Yep. 
And for me, it's just like every fiber of my being was like screaming to be like, you need to say something because you have this platform and you have influence. And I feel like we can use it for good. Mm. But but honestly, Coach Burt, Michael Burt said something that was so amazing last week. I felt like he was speaking to me in the room. He was like, bold authenticity. And I was like, yes, yes. Everything he was saying, I was like, oh my God, you're like speaking my language. (laughs) But he was talking about like how the right people are going to follow you. And he's like, even said he lost followers. Like people, he'll be like, oh, I thought they were my friend. Nope. They deleted me because maybe I said something that, you know, Uh, they took offense to like, you're not going to want those people anyway. Those aren't people that you're going to be wanting to work with anyway, because it's going to feel like a fight every Mm. single time you get around them. Uh, Don't you just want it to be easy? Don't you just want this Hmm. to be like, you're working with somebody that you already know, likes and trusts you that already just makes that process because they already feel like they know who you are. You're showing up every day online and you're being your true self it's going to be the same when they meet you in person. That's my thing. Like I, I, I don't do fake. I love that. I think it's so relevant to, to service-based industries because it is a relationship-based yeah, business. Yeah, you are the product. Yeah, you're yeah. the product. You're the brand. You're everything. Yeah. So attracting people that way. Um, okay, so I'd love to you know talk a little bit about like your leads. When you look at like, so you're putting out social content, you're being this authentic, you know, self, when you look at your leads, where do your leads tend to flow in from? Do you track those sources? Can you give us mm-hmm. some insight to what you have found in lead generation? What's working? What's not working? Yeah, I mean, I have a CRM. Clearly, all my my leads go into my CRM, and and I can work them that way. But mo- the majority of my leads over the last three to four years, for sure, consistently have been referrals. And people reaching out to me on social media platforms. I do not buy leads, even though like I'll run ads um, and I spend a lot on ad spend for different things. I don't run lead generation ads. I run branding ads. I run traffic ads. I run video view ads, like things that are going to get my face out there, which will, you know, inadvertently become leads for me in a way. How much, um, just so people have a kind of a range (laughs) What type of range do you tend to spend on like your branding ads on like yeah. Facebook and stuff like that so they can know what kind of a range of what they should be doing? Yeah, I, I spend usually about 20 to $25 a day if I'm going to run wow. an ad. Okay, that's I, impressive. I put some money behind it, but I know when to turn it off and I when to turn it on because I kind of married a smart guy who helped <laughs> me with that and he runs a digital marketing agency. So oh, well, that helps. <laughs> analytical. He knows how to track the data. That's awesome. Where I'm like, Turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. Um, so I, I've kind of... But 25, $25 a day, that's that's a lot. Like 700 um, bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love hearing that. Like we always tell yeah. people, I mean, you can literally spend a cup of coffee a day. You can spend, you know, obviously more than that too. And you can get so much reach yeah. um, from these branding ads, but know yeah. that they are branding, right? So you're, you're getting your face out there. It's not going to be instant gratification, but over time, you'll see your brand rise in the minds of people. Well, lead generation ads are different. You're going to spend, you know, maybe a couple dollars on those, which is like a dramatic difference in my opinion. I'd rather run something where I can hit 50, 75,000, 100,000 people to get a video view in a seven-day capture period and turn it off. And then when I hit a listing or something that I have come up, I can just retarget that, retarget that. that. So my properties get an insane amount of views. Do you use that as a selling point in your listing presentation? It's what sets me apart. 
It's my unique value proposition because I've spent eight years building this brand. You cannot compete with that. Mm. There's no algorithm, no type of Zillow money you can throw at that. You cannot fake a brand that has been built over time. And it's one of the reasons I feel like the real estate agent won't be cut out of the game anytime soon, at least the top 10% are willing to do what the 90% won't. Mm. What are the videos, uh, you know, you mentioned if someone watches a certain amount of your video, you're going to be able to retarget them because they'll be familiar with you. What is the content of those videos that you're putting money behind? So I can get creative with it. This is like, I love this part. And who knew that I would like love this because I don't really love being in front of the camera, but I like to get creative with it. For instance, like I had a friend that was, that begged me to list their parents' house. It's about an hour outside of St. Louis. And I was like, I don't usually work there, but I'll do it for your, for your parents. You know, um, it was a very unique property. It was on 14 acres. It was a log cabin. It was gorgeous. Mm. And so I got really fun with that. I put on the cowboy hat. I did like my Jeep pulling up down the dirt road. Um, you know, and then I literally walked the property. I did aerials. I just had fun with it. And I played the part and the role of the lifestyle that I was creating for the person that I knew would buy that house. Now, are you producing that content yourself? Are you hiring somebody? Is your husband working with you? Because I just think people are curious when they hear that, like, okay, how do I, you know, get aerials and do this great produced video? No, I hire a videographer. That's the one thing I spent money on. I interviewed and I, over years from doing the TV show and working with so many videographers, I got to know like who was good and who wasn't. Nice. Um, And I have an amazing photographer and videographer now that does this for me. And we work really well together. He is creative. And if, if I'm like, hey, this is my idea, we bounce ideas back and forth because he knows that if, if I'm doing something like this, he, he loves it because most agents aren't doing this. He's like, you always get me to do stuff that nobody else will do. That's how I know they're not doing it because mm. I'll bring something to him and we're like, nobody's doing this. That's cool. I'm like, great, let's keep doing this and don't tell anyone else. <laughs> I love that. I don't think, I don't think uh, people understand how powerful it is to do a listing video to use for your brand and to use to get the next listing. Well, and include yourself in yes. the listing video. Yep. Like that's the really powerful part there is so many people obviously do the the home itself. Yep. But including mm-hmm. yourself in the narrative then now not only gets that listing out there, but gets your brand out there, which plays much bigger into your career. That's the missing link. That's the missing part. They're doing everything and then pumping the brakes. Mm. They need to hit on the gas. They need to go full throttle, put themselves in there. Who cares what you sound like? Listen, it's an edited video. If you have a good videographer that can edit things, they're going to make mistakes. Oh, we know that. We're looking at our video editor. Ariel saves us many times. We did a photo shoot yesterday and the photos come back and I'm just like, oh, thank God for Photoshop. That that was us? (laughs) I recognize those two. Right. I mean, we've all been there. You just have to to know like, okay, let's do a retake or something. You know, we we were doing something on my last video a couple of weeks ago. And it was, I was looking at the videographer talking about the property. And then, and then I was like, okay, there's this great mirror in the living room. I'm going to turn and I'm going to look in the mirror, but I'm going to look at your camera while we're doing it. It's going to look really cool. It took us about a dozen takes. It doesn't usually take, I'm usually a one or two take person. Like I can get it really fast. One take wonder. He kept catching himself in the mirror and he's like, oh my God, you were great, but I got in that shot. So it's just an interesting dynamic. So finding somebody that you mesh with really well, that can be creative, that's... um, And you're your own worst critic too. Like uh, there's so many times, it's like when if you sing, right? And the first time you hear your voice record it back, 
you're like, I don't sound like that. I sound way better than that. Like you're, you're your worst critic. And you just got to understand that, hey, look, the reality is, is you're not going to like everything you put out. Just keep putting it out because you're going to look back on it. And everything a lot of times is bad when you look back on it because you've grown from there. But you also look back and go, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com slash posts. Take action on this today. Okay, so I got to ask you because your energy is just awesome. Like you just have incredible energy. Being a solopreneur a lot of times is very difficult for people. And because you're waking up, you're motivating yourself and some days you don't feel it. How, how do you stay motivated? How do you have this energy that you do and, and just, just passion and confidence to attack the day? Uh, I'm going to take this back to what Coach Burke said. He talked about the because goal. I have because goals which are different, maybe the same as like the why everybody's like, Oh, your why should make you cry. Like that should be motive. I don't think that's enough. I feel like it genuinely comes from a place of hunger, insatiable hunger to, to make yourself move the needle every single day. Hmm. That just, that, that only comes from who you are as a human, like as a person, it's not, I feel like it's almost something you you're born with or life has dealt you a hand and you've got to play it. Some of us get really crappy hands and we have to figure that out. And that really forms us as a person. And as we grow and become an adult, we get to decide, we make the decision every day, what we're going to do with our life. And you just, you have to be that type of person. And, and again, I just go back to this. That's why so many fail as a solopreneur. So many fail in real estate in general is because they don't have that insatiable hunger. Mm. If you're so you think it, enough, you're going to figure out a way to eat. Yeah, well, that's what Tony Robbins says. It's not a resource yeah. problem. It's a resourcefulness problem. <laughs> Meaning like you, if you, the ones who want to win become resourceful. Like mm-hmm. they figure it out. They, they, they go and make it happen even when it seems like you can't make it happen. But are you, so you're basically saying that, look, the reality is, is you're either have it or you don't have it. Do you counsel people and coach people and tell them like, hey, you don't have it. You should go work for somebody else. Not because working for somebody else is bad by any means, but because, hey, look, that's where you're going to thrive. Or do you try to coach them up and going, no, 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 you can pull it out of you. Like, is it something that you can pull out of yourself, that insatiable hunger or no? I think it depends on where you are at in your life. Because if you would have told me to do this job 10 years before I did it, there's Mm. no way I would have failed right on my face. I Mm. wasn't ready for that. I wasn't mature enough in my professional life, even in my personal life, what I was going through to figure this out. I think we all have uh, something we're meant to be doing also. And I would never tell somebody they can't do something, but you're right. Like not everybody is cut out for this. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard work. And anybody that tells you otherwise isn't doing this in my opinion yeah, as a real job. Yeah. They're not doing or it as a real lying. job. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of those people out there too. 
So yeah, mindset is everything, everything that you you can have as many spreadsheets as you want to be successful or data points or whatever you want to say. Yeah, frameworks. Yep. I don't care about any of that. If your mind isn't right, you will never find success in this industry. Mm. Yeah, because your mind is how you see the world. And it's and what you think about, you act upon. That's always what happens. Uh, you said something earlier in the podcast that I think touches on this, is that if you're not closing 25 deals a year, you should be prospecting two hours a day. What do you mean by that? Can you touch deeper into what that prospecting looks like and, and what you mean by that? Income producing activities. So listen, I'm not going to like uh, not cold calling or door knocking if that's your jam. Of course, you can get business doing it that way. But listen, I want to work smarter and not harder. So for me, I'm going to go and and get a creative on a post that I'm going to make and, and make on social media, or I'm going to go do a reel or a video. Like what are your prospecting? What does your prospecting look like every day? And you need to be consistent and time blocking that on your calendar to do that every single day. So you need to be, you know, reaching out to your sphere, like what, again, whatever that looks like for income producing activities, something that's going to help you move the needle to gain another client to sell another house. How much time do you dedicate a week or a day to content creation? Like you you said, time blocking, how much are you blocking off for that? I, I, now at least an hour a day. At least, but like for me, it looks a little different. I love my little Google notepad that I have. And if I am thinking on something, it goes on there and I'll use that with a branding shoot. Like I'm consistently doing branding shoots, you know, um, four to, to eight times a year. So I have content picks to pull from and I'll put that with the content right out. And then I'll take it a step further and have my blogger pull that information to help me write a blog. So it comes from my words. That's fantastic. That is so smart because you mentioned what leverage is a new black and that's exactly what you're doing in your content creation as well. Because we talk about, you know, repurposing content, creating micro content from longer form pieces of content. And a lot of people get stuck because they don't, they say they don't have the town or I'm not a writer. I don't have time for that. But you're literally going out and hiring people to do that stuff for you. You're bringing the ideas and then they're executing on that vision. There's a tactical idea there too that we are implementing right now, which is scheduling these, what we're calling content days, but photo shoots, um, videos, pumping out a ton of videos, whatever. And that's really helped us. Like we were trying to just do it naturally and there's just no time. When you try to do it naturally, a lot of times, and I'm not just talking about doing stories and stuff like that. I'm talking about having a bunch of stuff to pull from so you can put a quote over an image that you have, or you can put an image of you smiling out there, whatever it is. So scheduling those content days and stuff, I think is really powerful. Yeah, it's super important for you to just have that to pull from. And no, you may not be a content writer today. I wasn't when I started either. But to be honest, if you are not how do I say this? Like a digital creator as a real estate agent in 2022, you're going to get left behind because mm. it is part of your job duties. I, I feel it, and that is where the, the evolution of digital mayorship, where that came from that whole piece, like it's not going away. We're all consuming content on our screen every single day. So yeah. that's really where it's going. Yeah. I think I want to ask you this question because we ask everyone that comes on the podcast and and obviously you're super successful with your business and your social media. And I feel like we got a lot of your daily routine through kind of you telling us how you do your business, everything. But I do want to ask, are there any other like specific routines that you do or daily habits that you've built up that you 
think or would say contribute to the success of your career, the success in your life? Absolutely. Surrounding myself with the right people. Mm. I, that is everything. You know, what is that saying? Your net worth is your network or mm-hmm. yep. Yep. nothing more could be true. You are the, the habits that you are, um, the ideas that you are, everything that you are, are being consumed. Even if you don't realize it consciously or subconsciously, even you are taking that information and your brain is processing it in some form or fashion. And so the behaviors of others, we don't even realize we almost do it involuntarily. We mimic that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just chose to start surrounding myself with people that are doing things on a much bigger scale. I better be the brokest person in the room. The one that's done the least amount has the least amount of accolades. Who can I learn from? I'm always a student in those conversations and putting myself in uncomfortable rooms so I can grow. And so good. Love that. Last question for you, knowing what you know now, your Mm -hmm. eight years of real estate, your 10 years of corporate America, all that, knowing everything that you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Stop listening to the broker tell me to cold call and door knock. (laughs) (laughs) And start content creating, start connecting with other people, start building a network and um, partner with a smart company that has tech like on your side, like that is going someplace that is... It's futuristic, put it that way. Mm, Love that. No, it really is so true because... You know, there is no one way. There's there's no wrong way to generate a lead. There's no wrong way to generate a sale. If cold call, I love how you say it. If cold calling is your jam, focus on cold calling as long as you're putting everything into it. If doing relationships and referrals is your jam, focus on that. Same with your digital yep. marketing. So absolutely love that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on here, Christina. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, I would love to have you come follow me on Facebook on Instagram, the real Christina Swires, or you can go to my website, ChristinaSwires.com. Uh, tell them about Girls with Grit. Oh, yeah. So this is um, a group that I help form. Um, it, it's a Facebook group that we formed with four, three other women. And it's for real estate, you know, women in real estate, essentially just to learn and grow. It's it's a great organization. It's an amazing group. I'm not a female, so they wouldn't let me in. I tried to be <laughs> Lucille I, or Lucy or something like that, but they wouldn't let me in. But it is an amazing group. I had a chance to speak with you guys and and I was just blown away at your energy and then every everybody in the room. So I'd encourage everybody listening to it, all the female entrepreneurs that are in real estate, go check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Christina. Thank you all so much for listening. We're going to include the links that Christina mentioned uh, in our show notes over at staypaidpodcast.com, as well as the video of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review, along with a comment. And the best way to show your support of the show is to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke directly, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at staypaid podcast and at stay paid underscore podcast on tiktok for this episode of stay paid i'm joshua stike guys i'm luke acre loved this podcast the energy christina amazing and then also i felt like super practical like i feel there, there's so many things that you guys could take and implement i have two for you that you should implement right away one was said at the end that really struck with me which is hey put yourself in uncomfortable rooms 
Put yourself in the uncomfortable room. And so often we avoid that. And I love the context of that statement of like, you should be the brokest person in the room, the one who knows the least. Be willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable room. Go find that room. That's your action item. Second action item is, do you know what your hourly rate is? Do you know what you should be paid for your hourly rate and then go delegate all the other activities that you shouldn't be doing because they're not worth your time. You can go generate more money doing your thing. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 